One of the best food scenes in the country, right here in Minnesota. And nobody knows it like magazine food critic and James Beard Award finalist, Jason DeRussia. Now bringing you the most interesting people and hottest trends. Let's listen in as DeRussia eats. Hello and welcome to another episode, episode nine of our second season of DeRussia Eats. Today we celebrate legends, two family-owned restaurants, one with 50 years in the Twin Cities, the other with 90. It's hard to imagine our food scene without Keys Cafe. Barbara Hunt is now on four generations of family working at these spots, from, well, the more veteran family members to the youngest. Uh, Awesome stuff. Legendary breakfast. Keys Cafe is so cool. And think of anniversaries, proms, really any special occasion in town without being able to go to Northeast Minneapolis and visit Jack's Cafe. The Kozlak family has been making steaks for more than 90 years. Oh, man, I have so many memories at Jack's Cafe. Barbara brought her whole family together to share memories. Bill... Well, he's a powerhouse of personality all himself. So sit back, enjoy, reminisce with icons celebrating decades on DeRussia Eats. You are going to love our next guest, the family behind a, a series of local restaurants that have become icons in our community, Keys Cafe in DeRussia Eats. It was such a dramatic buildup. No. That's not it. Don't worry. There's like a voice. E. <laughs> there's like a there's a big voiceover guy. It's it's fine. In your eyes. I've got this lightning makes us round. feel so Light. good. So many good <laughs> ones. Are we on the air? Yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> this is actually this is really a I was gonna say this is this it, not only we not only you know. mess up, so does yeah. Jason. Like just there's a little a big, well, it's me. It's <laughs> all right. I'll take the blame. I'll blame okay. I'll, I'll take the blame. And it we'll is, let you take the lead fault. too. That's right. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have the family from Keys Cafe. Durashi Eats is brought to you by the Minnesota Pork Board and Liquor Boy. We'll just edit it in later, Charlie. Like don't even worry about it. Don't even worry. Don't worry. Charlie. You're good, Charlie. Charlie, you're fine. Everyone's already blamed me. So <laughs> it's because like Charlie's Charlie. nice for once. Charlie's very adorable. Like yeah. it's understandable. We've met and, Charlie. So and, yeah, you yes. know. You know the deal. Uh Barbara Hun and her family all in studio. Well, not all, but many in studio today. There's uh, a few missing. <laughs> that's Jeannie. We've, Hi. We've got Frankie. Hi, I'm Frankie. You probably know me from Roseville. You're in Roseville. Jeannie, you're, Roseville. you're in Roseville. Don, Don you're in Roseville as well. also in Roseville. And I'm just all over the place. You get to go wherever you want, right, I Barbara? I do whatever I want. Uh, Keys Cafe, it is astonishing, really, the longevity. Tell, tell the story, Barbara. Oh, well, okay, before I say anything... Uh, this studio is wonderful. They have these wonderful chairs. And you should have seen me trying to get up on this chair. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cute. <laughs> Stumbling. <laughs> B- back when I worked in uh, at the TV station, the anchor desk was halfway up in the air. Yeah. And so we would have to get on these giant stools that they put like big two by fours like in the pneumatics to try to make it even taller. Mm-hmm. And we had some shorter staff members who you know, we lost a few folks. On well, I, I'm yeah. surprised mom made it up. I was a little concerned. You did it. That, you did. Boy, yeah. what a terrible ending. It's oh, like, my well. God. I know. And the car, the, 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 the uh, chair kept 
rolling away from me. <laughs> like was, Bar- it, it, Barbara it had funny. a good run, but Derusha Derusha <laughs> ended it. Yeah. 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 With a chair. <laughs> CCO uh, took her down. <laughs> uh, 1973 is when the first Keys That's Cafe. That's exactly right. November 1st. and uh, St. Paul. St. Paul on Raymond Avenue. And my uh, my friend, Beverly Oyan, brought me into the restaurant and said, uh, we sat in the back booth, and she said, if I buy this place, will you run it? And I thought, why not? I'm, I'm capable of, well, I'm not capable. I had no idea. <laughs> I said, sure. I had nothing else to do, although I had four kids at home, and I was a housewife. At any rate, that's how it all started. Ten years later, you opened the next one, right? Right. We, we went out to... Uh, New Brighton. New, thank you. And, uh, and then I s- took Jeannie and sent her up there. She was uh, 23 years old. I wasn't 23 yet. I was a baby. I was 22. Oh. It was Mom, terrifying. Oh, the poor so baby. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying. I did not have four kids at that time. So, <laughs> so, so young. You were so, so young. young. I think yeah. you had a Corvette, right? I had a Corvette. Had I a did Corvette. not have children. I had a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that but. was the second one, yeah. And now how many Keys Cafe? Well, right now, well, we've lost one in Spring Lake Park, but right now we have eight. But there's a new one going in on Highway 36. In Stillwater. Oh. In, in, in Stillwater. And that'll be ready. Yeah, around, awesome. around February, I think. Boy, the growth out in that area is, is, is crazy. It's we are crazy. up on the hill. Yeah. We're not in Stillwater proper. We're up on the hill. But I think for what we do, I think it'll be a really good. Perfect up there. Yeah. Devil's Advocate just yes. opened out yeah. there, which is uh, really nice. You know, they were in Minneapolis, too, and are like, hey, we got we to gotta go where the people are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So they moved from Minneapolis. They're still. They still have a they spot on Nicollet Mall. Yes. Yep. And okay. mom, we. I think we went there once. When Phil's, we Phil's is one of our places that we like to oh, go oh, to. Phil's hide, hideaway. Tara yeah. Phil's Tara Tara, hideaway. Tara. And, yes. and they didn't. They didn't have room for us. So we uh, ran across the street to um, Devil's Advocate, yeah. and we had a great right. meal there. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good community, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Uh, Keys Cafe, family owned. Breakfast is sort of what you're known for. Well, that's kind of all our awards are for breakfast. Yeah, which is, you know, the majority of them are. Yeah, yeah. And, and most were all generated from Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Yeah, all all were voted by readership, but we've got decades of those awards for best breakfast. We expanded dinner when we did opened up. Um, well, New Brighton had dinner, but it was just it's, it was just such a smaller location. And then, uh, Mom, which was it, uh, Roseville, where we really expanded our dinner crowd? It, yeah, if, if, I believe it was Roseville. Yeah, that we really expanded the dinner crowd and our turkey dinner. I mean, we are obviously, as you know, really yes. well known for our turkey dinner um, and our sandwiches and salads. So we are... That clientele has definitely expanded, um, but come Saturday or Sunday morning, it is the breakfast that, yeah. that people are showing up for. And there aren't a lot of breakfast loca- it, you know, it's places. It's true. It's true, Barb. You know, you know yeah, um, I'm thinking of dinner. And, you know, I think when we were downtown Minneapolis here, and we still are. 
Yeah. We're, we're in the Fauché, shower, Fauché Tower. Oh, the Fauché I, Shower. I, I, I should nice. not have had that drink before I came. <laughs> she wasn't driving. <laughs> My last day at CCO, we went over and oh, at TV when I was over there, we went over to the Keys at the Fauché and sat at that bar, which is yeah. sort of a sneaky little bar that people don't often, uh, don't always think of in downtown. No, but because it, you're right in the hotel, it's a really nice bar. Yes. It, it's a great bar. It's you know art art deco the whole the whole. It's area cool. There. The yeah. space is really neat. Yeah. Keys Cafe is the focus on Russia Eats today. Barbara, when you look at you know fifty years now, what 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 do you attribute the longevity and the success to? Just um, staying focused and and doing what you do. Yeah. And and doing it right. Is it hard in a family business, Jeannie? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Yes. You should, you should have just biked us the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> the whole drive. I'm the there. There are definitely there are definitely challenges, and you've got, um, especially with the generation that my children, our children are, they're just a little more strong-willed, a little more have their own ideas, that they're more apt to want to implement. Whereas, and I, and I can say this, when for me working for my mom, it was, you tell me what to do, I'm going to do it. And, and at, that was the end of the conversation. Yeah. And now there's just That's a, how I grew up, too. Yeah, I and mean, now there's just a it's little. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little more conversation. If people want to mm. be heard. And, not, and, and there's, very, there's a huge amount of positives. Um, I, and at the end of the day, I, I want to say, for me, it's just like, Okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll come up with a solution, uh, and I'll take everybody's ideas and thoughts into consideration, and we'll move forward with something positive. But it's still one of the most fantastic businesses, and I there's no more joy than or there, I have so much joy being able to work with my children. And Frankie, and did that. you know you wanted to do this? I mean, when when because you grew up. It's a little different when you grow up in these restaurants, but as a kid, you were there. Yeah, I mean, I just consider it an honor. I don't see it as um, a burden or something that would be, like, something I have to carry. I think it's, like, something that is, like, I don't want to cry, but it's such a beautiful thing, and, I mean, it's an honor. If I get to do it, that's going to be the best thing I will ever be able to do because it's carrying on something that Mm. started a long time ago, and I believe in it. I love talking to customers. I think it is such a beautiful exchange to be able to serve people. Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited to keep carrying it on. It's pretty cool to hear, Barbara. Well, that's really good to hear. Everyone's crying. (laughs) I know, right? I'm a little... little... Let me qualify. She just had a baby a little while. (laughs) So she's very... Clarify or your tears. (laughs) She's still a little emotional. It's her number four. Shout out to Philip at home listening to me. I love you. Uh, He's six months old. You have four? I have four. And I have three stepkids, too. So I have seven. Busy house. Busy, busy. That's know? that's why you need such uh, large servings and those uh, on those meals. That, run. A lot of location. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You're you're building the staff of the future. Exactly. Yeah. We, we need uh, to we need to take a quick break. It's four nineteen. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back. I want to talk about the bakeries. I think that's a part of your operation that's always been so cool. Uh, and so many texts. Everyone wants a keys near them. That's pretty good. I love that. I love that, and it's very true. That's right. The West Side wants you, the South Metro, all the text coming in. So pretty great. Very, very good. Follow us on Facebook. 420 back with uh, 
the team from Keys, the family, as we continue here on CCO. All right, it's hard to wrangle this crew. Our Keys Cafe family here at DeRussia Eats, the matriarch of the business, Barbara Hahn, who started this 50 years ago in St. Paul. Now they've grown uh, and shared the news that they're opening in Stillwater coming in 2024. So hopefully, good. Hopefully February. All right. Very exciting uh, for our East Metro friends. Uh, you know, we were just talking about the full service nature of Keys Cafe. Right. Uh, because so many places have gone to counter service or some hybrid format. Do you guys have you considered ever making a making a change? It would feel weird. You're like a diner. Like no, you need no, to be taken no. care of. Maybe when I'm dead, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, but while I'm alive, yeah. it stays the way it is. Yeah. Part of it is just staying true to who we are. And I think that's one of the reasons why we have been so successful and become an institution is we ultimately say stay true to what my mom started 50 years ago, and that is that full sit-down family diner slash cafe, uh, and to try and continue to keep that feel. And that's also part of the attraction is people come in because they're they're uh, they're regulars. There's people that come in every day, and uh, it's it's their kitchen and extended family. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, scratch recipes. You're doing stuff the old-fashioned way. Right. And that, that goes down uh, to one of the things I was amazed to learn, uh, Barbara, that that the bakery, it's not like uh, – are, are you still doing it in, well, in each shop? Well, actually we are. But, you know, I never started with the bakery. You didn't? On Raymond. I, well, <laughs> I did a few things like I made pies. Right. Caramel rolls and, and cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Caramel rolls, cinnamon rolls, and and cookies and and cakes. But so a not well, that's a bakery. Yeah. That's a lot of things. <laughs> but, 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 but it's all not. I did was pies, <laughs> cookies, <laughs> cinnamon rolls. I think but, what what right. mom's but aligning it's not it with twenty pies. It's not twenty, 20 right? You know, right? And, and we made our own bread, but it, it when it expanded, the kids took off, and it became. A bakery. Mm-hmm. So a many pies, bakery. so many cakes. Your cookies are the best, absolutely the best. Like that, for a long time, was a requirement for my wife that uh, because she worked from home, that I would go to Keys Cafe and get like a snickerdoodle or a monster cookie and bring it home. I love that. And Jamie Ucas, when I co anchored the morning yes. show with her, Jamie used to send me, and you're like, how is Yukas sending me to go? But yes, she, you know. <laughs> you listen. I listen. I li- if a woman in my life tells me to do something, you, I do it. You're Very a good, good boy. Yeah, yes. But she would send me to go get her cookies at Keys. But the cookies are amazing, but you do bars and the whole thing. We do, yes. And most of the locations have their own full time baker, if not three or four full time bakers that create everything. And the thing is, it's all created from scratch. Everything is baked. Your order is baked the day before. And we do custom cakes. We do wedding cakes. We do uh, the dessert trays. Of course, all the pies. I think Thanksgiving, between all the stores, we probably did around 1,200 pies. Wow. Between the Wednesday and Thursday. It, it's sometimes a little overwhelming when I when I look at all the orders. I'm like, oh, my gosh. 
We just make pot like boxes over and over. Over, and yeah. We, have we walls just walls of boxes to put all the pies so in. That we you can know, put the pies in the boxes and they'll be ready to go on Thanksgiving. And this happens at all the restaurants that have turkey dinners to go. So it's not only Roseville. It's White Bear. It's Woodbury. Hudson. It's Hudson. It's Forest Lake. Robert Street, downtown St. Paul. Uh, well, Robert Street isn't as into as much as the um, the dinners to go. Yeah. Because they just don't have the room. So they play it safe. Has the to-go aspect of things really uh, changed uh, oh, yeah. your business? It's pre-COVID, yes. there wasn't that much right. to go, was there? I'll never forget my COVID story when we were, we were shut down, so we could only do to-go. And like I was like, Mom, it can just be me up there. I'll just open. Me and a cook will be fine. And like I can't remember what happened, but like a fuse went out. And then it was like it went back on, and I had like 300 tickets. Whoa. And it was just me. And I was like, I well, need Well, because help we, in here. we implemented the DoorDash and the, you know, the delivery services to accommodate those customers. Sure. And so it was a whole learning experience for us. We had takeout, we had to go, but you'd get, you know, maybe three or four orders at lunchtime where all of a sudden it's 90% of your business. Mm. And now we, it still is very strong. It obviously people are coming in and, and eating now, but. It is definitely it definitely increased our business, and yeah. then we leveled off. But it still is probably twenty five to thirty percent more than what it was pre COVID. Barbara Hahn is here from Keys Cafe, along with her uh, daughter and son in law and granddaughter, all here on CCO. Barbara, what are you most proud of? Fifty years Keys oh, Cafe. I'm so proud of my family. You know, they 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 have carried on the tradition and. And they're doing just a fantastic job, and I'm I'm proud of my my son-in-laws who came into the business not knowing what the hell they were coming into, but they came into it, and and they're all fantastic. I you know, and grandchildren. Now I have twelve, thirteen grandchildren working in the business. Wow! And and actually, I have some great grandkids that will come in and uh, put stickers on boxes. Uh. Sitting at the counter. No, you know, I am so, I'm so blessed. This this has been a great journey for me, and it never started out as a lifetime experience, but it's ended up that way. And uh, and it's because of my kids who have carried it on. And you know, every every time I'd buy a restaurant, I'd put a kid in there or one of my children. I shouldn't yeah. say a kid. Only you can say that. (laughs) (laughs) They are are not goats. (laughs) But at at any rate, um, yeah, I'm just, I couldn't have a better life. I couldn't Mm. have a better life. What a wonderful life. It's really great. And it is, you know, I believe that Keys Cafe and these family-owned, special, unique places that we go to gather, whether it's for breakfast on the weekend or dinner or lunch for a business meeting, whatever, that is what makes this place unique and special and home. And so what you guys have done with Keys Cafe over all these years and all these cakes and turkey dinners and on and on and on uh, is a big deal. Yeah. So thank you guys. Thank you. And thank all my wonderful, faithful customers. You guys yeah, I, I, you know, fifty years. Well, I, and I, and I, I know that we all 
want to create an environment that our customers coming in, they become family. We're family to them. They're family to us. And, and for me to know, I just had someone, they said my their, her father has passed away, and they, every time he was in town, uh, he always would come to Keys and can you would you do the food for the funeral? I mean to have a daughter go. This is the food I want because this is what my dad would want. Mm-hmm. Is just a great testament, and it it just this is why we do what we do, and it makes it easier to go in every day and do what we do. It's pretty. It's cool. an honor. Yeah, it's an honor. Keys Cafe. Uh, they're all over the place. Coming soon to Stillwater. Uh, more than breakfast, though. You can go get them. Go get that dinner. Go visit them for their bakery, all of it. And, and we do now. We have two um, two uh, restaurants that have liquor. No, three. Mm. Um, and the new <laughs> one will have alcohol, too. <laughs> and stop hiccuping down. Get out of here. Get out of here. Thank you guys so much. Thank oh, you for coming in. And Frankie, thanks for setting it up. She yeah, did She did the work to wrangle all this. That so. she did. That she, she did. She and you enjoy all that food that's in the break room. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I'll yeah. post a picture. Make sure Charlie gets media. some. Charlie, you'll, you'll yeah, Charlie have Charlie gets the most. That's right. For sure. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hey, it's Jason DeRusha with a message from Minnesota's pig farmers. Discover the meat of the North. Pork. Pork is as Minnesotan as the lakes, trees, and people who call this state home. Did you know there are more than 30,000 pig farming families? They live and work in the North Star State, raising one of the safest, most delicious meats the whole world can enjoy. Pork is something we enjoy in the DeRussia family at least a few times a week. Maybe it's pork loin roast, shoulder, pork chops, ribs, huh, bacon. Oh, I'm getting hungry just talking about it. It's so affordable, too. If you're looking for recipes, MNPork.com's got them. Great recipes like dilled pork cutlets, Parmesan-crusted pork chops, and you can feel good about eating pork from Minnesota farmers. They've been reducing their carbon footprint with better genetics, new technologies, and more. Pick up pork tonight for dinner at your local meat market or grocery store. Let's have Minnesota pork for dinner. Oh, yeah. DeRussia Eats continues. Here's your host, Jason DeRussia. When the holidays come around, there are certain restaurants that always come to front of mind, places you want to go to with your family, with your friends, places that evoke nostalgia, but also still get the job done, right? Nostalgia is not enough uh, without good food and great service. And for me, the holidays always makes me think about Jack's Cafe in Northeast Minneapolis. And Bill Kozlak is with us today. And I know you don't take that responsibility lightly, right? Because you see so, so many groups, especially, that come back this time of year. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on today. This is, as they say, our most wonderful time of the year. Um, our family, everybody has a memory from age three on of being at Jack's during the holidays. It's it's just different. And, yes, the big groups, and they were flooding the, the restaurant already last weekend. Thanksgiving is sort of when it starts, right? Absolutely. We served over a 1,000 on Thanksgiving, and the corporate parties followed right away this past weekend. What does it mean when you think about your family, your family legacy, and how how Jack's kind of links into so many memories? Uh, and new new memories, of course, for people who still maybe it's their first time when they show up. But you guys have been around for, what, 93 years? 90 years. 90 years for Jack's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was young getting in and my dad would greet customers and he would talk about, I used to put that one in a height chair or a booster chair and then they were in for prom. Now we're doing their wedding or their retirement. 
and it seemed like I'd never get to that age. And now I'm seeing people that I used to put in a high chair. We had a family that was here this year for Thanksgiving, 57 straight years other than the COVID year when they couldn't be there. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of memories people make at Jackson. It's, it's actually one of the greatest things when people come in, and I always say I get a hug almost every day, and somebody has a story to tell me about their aunt, their grandma, or somewhere along the line of work function or their prom, and it's really neat to hear the stories. You're third generation? I am third in the business, fourth in the building. Fourth in the building, because yeah. before it was Jack's Cafe. So in 1910, my great-grandfather built the building. It was it was furniture store, a little bit of everything, maybe some bootlegging going on. Maybe. Yeah. Can't confirm or deny. No, no. Uh, and after Prohibition is when it became. Yeah. And actually, so 90 years ago on this day, Prohibition was repealed, and shortly after, uh, it originally was Jack's Bar and then became Jack's Cafe. And uh, shortly after, uh, with the second liquor license in Minneapolis. It was much smaller seating-wise than it is now, right? The original restaurant was the, when you walk in our bar, the original bar. There was actually three different doors into the building. So there was the original bar was the cafe, and the next bay was a pool hall and an ice cream joint. My dad used to live in the back bay. Then it was a liquor store for a while. And over the years, it evolved in each Room became more restaurant with demand, and the upstairs became our banquet hall. Bill Kozlak is with us. When when you think about uh, this time of year and the memories and the importance, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the way Jack's fits into that, how do you make sure? I mean, you are still a restaurant where sometimes you have an off night or whatever. Mm-hmm. How how do you sort of, I don't know, like not psych yourself out by by putting the pressure on of that because it is it is a bit of pressure i would think it is i mean last weekend is is about a normal july what we did in a weekend you know it's it's that much bigger that that much much greater it's endless planning it really is and it's keeping records from year to year each day each meal meal period i mean the last two nights we were closed i take home you know each day of the week moving forward with me i'm I'm monitoring the reservation so we don't overload the chef. Uh, we're trying to spread things out. And great weather really helps because if it snows or the threat of snow three inches in December now, it can throw the whole night off. So you're with me. You would be fine with no snow all throughout December. Yeah, maybe it snowed a little bit on a Monday or right on <laughs> Christmas. But, yeah, it it, it, it can be. I've had Because people cancel like crazy, right? Three days prior to the actual snow. I mean, I've had $150,000 swings just in sales on snowstorms, not to mention plowing bills with our big parking lot. How many times have you, like, cursed Paul Douglas's name in your uh, career? <laughs> I've shed a tear or two on a Saturday <laughs> in December. The problem is you don't rebook that business, right? Yeah, there's not – every day's full in December, so they can't they not can't come, come Saturday, but right. come the next Saturday. Interesting. So that, yeah. that money is just gone. It's just gone, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's part of the business it is. in in Minnesota. You know it, but and, and we've had many great years. Like so far, knock on wood, this year has been. Then, like last year, we seemed like we were plowing snow every every Saturday, and it it, it was different last year for sure. Bill Kozlak is our guest from Jack's Cafe in Northeast Minneapolis. Um, steaks is sort of the hallmark. Mm-hmm. How do you you know? How do you balance the need to really respect the history and have the same items that um, people expect every time, but also like, you know, people want to see some new stuff occasionally. Right. right. I let my, I give my chef creativity with his specials and he does a great job with sea bass and other fish that he brings in and other, you know, pork and other 
beef and veal from time to time. At the end of the day, we don't change our menu very often. Uh, we never got caught up in, uh, you know, the trends and when it was heart healthy or low carb or whatever, you kind of try. But at the end of the day, people on a diet, the night they're coming to Jack's, they push their diet aside. And and it's the one night maybe they're having prime rib in a month. Right. So right. Uh, we listen to the customer really and we we plan with them. Why is your prime rib so good? Uh, I always say it's the au jus and the seasoning. We have our special, special Jack seasoning and put a nice rub on it, obviously slow cook it, and then it, it's the au jus and the right balance. Yeah. And, you know, we do it every night. There's some places that only do it on the weekends. True. So that it's the wraps. I think so. It is. Yeah. And, and you mentioned about the menu real quick. Back in my dad's first job, we used to raise our own chickens in what is the loading dock now because in the war era, they had ration points of how much meat they could buy. And so to be able to buy more steak – they raised their own chicken, so they weren't using their buying points on, on other things to, to be able to have more oh, steak than anyone else. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, a lot of funny stories like that. It you I mean, you grew up in the restaurant as a kid. Mm-hmm. You were a, a busser and a dishwasher and all of that stuff? Yeah, I started at, well, my first job was my dad had me paint the parking lot fence, and I realized in a hurry I didn't want to be a painter. <laughs> How old were you when he made and you Probably do that? 12. Yeah. And then uh, I shoveled a lot of snow. I was a busser and a bartender, and, and I worked other bartending jobs throughout college, and and it just kind of – it was in my blood, and it has to be if you're going to be good at it. You are uh, one of the most uh, loyal uh, Johnnies that I know. <laughs> I'm up there. <laughs> what, what did – kind of when you think about the St. John's experience, yeah. what uh, – what, what did that mean to you, and how did that sort of make you the the business leader and the person you are today? Um, it's a tight-knit community. In the Benedictine way, hospitality is one of the factors. And you may not realize it while you're there, but there is a serious brotherhood and a bond between the two schools and the people you're with. Uh, my son goes there now, and he was hell-bent that he probably wouldn't go there, and now he is – Loving it every bit of the way. It really is. It's a small community, you know, and people work together and and party together and have a great time. And the, the amount of pride is unbelievable. And the ability to do business with each other is off the charts. The networking is, is second to none. It is. You know, I have a high school junior. Mm-hmm. My my youngest is off at college right now, too. And I always tell Sam, I'm like, I know that, like, you want something bigger than St. John's. But, like, there is something special in that group of alums and, and how loyal they are. It is. We had, a, we had a group this past Sunday night of current students that did a fundraiser for a project, and they've been doing it with us for about 20 years now or 15 years. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, I, as I told some of my kids, you want to go to a bigger school, that's fine. You'll end up hanging out the two same two or three bars <laughs> over four years <laughs> as a small school. So there is that. It's, there is it's that. all the same. Yes, I I was in St. Joe last weekend, and uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of very young looking college students <laughs> in some of those bars. Is it just that I'm old, or uh, uh, you we're know, not I mean, old? We're mature. That yeah. town is growing up nicely, though. It's yeah. it's it's a fun little town. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're getting some text asking you about brunch, so I'll ask you about brunch. I want to ask about the matchbooks. I mean, that's such a of part of the Jack's Cafe lore and uh, part of how you give back to the uh, community as well. 419, drive time with DeRussia. DeRussia Eats, it's brought to you by the Minnesota Pork Board and by Liquor Boy here on CCO. DeRussia Eats, 
Jack's Cafe, our focus today. Bill Kozlak is our guest. The Matchbook. Uh, I still have a matchbook for my wife's birthday. Uh, We just got a text from a good customer of yours who has a matchbook cover for Pete Warren. Um, How did that get started? Pretty sure it was my Uncle Joe. I had seen it somewhere, and then a salesperson uh, came to town and, and showed them the embossing machine. They're, they're embossed. It's a heat embossed deal. It's not fun making them. No. And once they started doing them, uh, it had everyone – back in the day, it was everyone's name. Like Jason DeRussia came in every day. We'd make him Jason DeRussia every day unless you asked for something different. Something special, yeah. right. Which has been a lot of will you marry me, will you this, will you that. Yeah. Uh, but it, we've talked about, you know, should we still do it? I mean, it's expensive to do it. It's hard to find people to do it. Because someone has to it. do it. Someone oh, yeah. has to. F- I did a TV story on it once. Yeah. It's and- little typesets. You don't, there's no computer age to it. Right. Yeah, right. F- a heated foil embosser. Uh, you can't get rid of it, though, can no, you? We, no. We, we did the math on it, and we can't get rid of it. Right. Yeah. Put, it, the, put the cost in the food. We'll pay for too it. Too many memories. <laughs> when we had, I think, our 75th anniversary party, we had a floral arrangement uh, for the party. And in the floral arrangement was on sticks, like 20 different matchbooks that this family had saved over the years. And it was their birthdays, anniversaries, first communions. And they, they had them all in the arrangement. It was really neat. Bill Kozlak is our guest. Uh, brunch. A texter asked about brunch. Uh, that has uh, become really a big deal, hasn't it, brunch? Yeah, and for, you know, in the 80s, we had the big buffet brunch that we did every Sunday, and COVID changed that. And uh, so now we do the buffet on basically the holidays. We'll do it on the 24th. We'll do it the day after Christmas. And then, you know, New Year's, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Easter. So some people are, are bummed out that we don't do it every Sunday like we used to, but the price got so high on it and not doing lunch every day. They're just, it didn't make sense to still do it. So we do an order from the menu brunch on both Saturday and Sunday, and it's been great. It's a great menu, and we still get the buffet out about 10, 12 times a year. When you look at, um, you know, the trends and you said that you you guys have looked at things and, like, Mm -hmm. really you just have to stay true to what you're about. Mm -hmm. But your neighborhood has really changed over the years. Absolutely. Is that has that been good for for you? It's been great. When I first started hanging around in the seventies and eighties, um, all the you know there was Jacobs, so there was still the Wigan Bottle, uh, Little Jacks. There was a there was a bunch of re- the Edgewater, and there was a bunch of restaurants and dive bars. And then a lot of them went away, and now some are coming back, and they're coming back in new forms. And it's been great. Uh, you know, when High High opened up or Psycho Susie's, you get a lot of people coming to the neighborhood, the old Gostoff, and often they'd come and it, maybe it wasn't for them or maybe it was a long wait and they'd decide old reliable Jax is right up the street and we'd see him again. You guys obviously, you know, as part of being a an iconic restaurant around so long, you, you give a lot back to the community. Mm-hmm. But one of the efforts that I wanted to ask you about was the uh, – uh, a volunteer and charity effort that you mm-hmm. do for families of fallen police officers, mm-hmm. because I just think it's so special. Yes. The Minnesota 100. It is Club the Minnesota right? 100. Yes. So they've been meeting uh, at our, at our restaurant for years. And I came on as a board member about two years ago. And actually my dad's uncle was the first highway patrolman on a motorcycle to die in the line of duty. His mm-hmm. name was also Bill Coles, like back in the thirties. 
Um, I got involved just by getting to know the people on the board when they met at Jack's, and uh, and it was something I signed up for right away. I've helped raise a lot of money for the group and have um, hosted different events for them. They give money to to the and, families, right? Yeah, so it, it was originally 10 businessmen that sat around and threw 100 bucks in the table of 51 years ago. But it's uh, injured or killed in the line of duty. Mm. And so, you know, we give up to currently up to $50,000. If somebody is killed in the line of duty, and then there, there's a matrix of other amounts for different things, but yes, it's cool. And then we just sent checks to all the the kids of those families within the last two years for Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a great organization. Bill Kozlak with Jack's Cafe. I mean, that's part of I think you know when I look at Jack's and and some of the especially the family run mm-hmm. restaurants where still when you go in there will be a family member there. It's those kind of things where you like you want to make sure that those places still stay around, you know. Yeah, and and it means a lot, right? There's there are some people that say I never see you, and then my manager will say, "Well, he's here pr- pretty much every day, so you <laughs> right. missed him on one of the few." Right. But it, it does mean a lot. Uh, it's great to to teach my managers who these people are and what they mean to Jack. Sure, uh, I took some grief. Uh, years ago, when I pu- uh, when I published like a picture of a martini that I had at Jack's Cafe, <laughs> that all of the fancy pants bartenders were all upset that there were shards of ice in the gin martini that I beef had eater. at your bar, beef eater, which is the correct gin. Whenever I order a martini and people ask what I want and I say beef eater, people look at me like I'm out of my mind. Well, beef eaters today's Tito's of vodka for fifty years. That's all anyone drinks. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good in a martini. Yeah, uh, old school drinks. Yep. And the and the the shards are because they just shake the hell out of it. Yeah, and uh, I like it. I I do too. I mean, it, it wasn't watering down the drink. It gave you that absolutely good first not. Sip. <laughs> no, it still got the job done. Yeah, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, three restaurants that you like to go to when you're not at work. Sure. Well, lucky enough, I'm old enough to remember I got to go to the Flame Room and the original Dinopoli downtown and the Nankin. Those are gone, mm. but Charlie's, I had the experience. But my go-to is Bella for sure. Murray's, grew up, we're friends. And then Listo Mexican of Northeast Minneapolis, best barbacoa from here to Mexico. Listo? I don't know that place. Oh, you got to get to know it. It's off the charts. Family-owned little Mexican restaurant and a little strip mall right behind the quarry in Northeast Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. They're great people. All right. Right on that, that like, edge of St. Anthony yep. uh, over there. Yep. All right. Cool. Uh, Bill, I appreciate you. I love Jack's. And people shouldn't sleep on it in the summer, too, because that patio is the best. Thank you for having me. Yes, we'll see you many time. Thanks, Bill. Thanks so much for listening to the DeRussia Eats podcast. On WCCO Radio, 830 AM, we do conversations with chefs, with farmers, with small business people every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. The podcast is available every week. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would love for you to leave us a review. Give us however many stars you can. I don't know, 10, 20 stars would be nice, five stars, and leave your feedback as well. It really helps us grow and helps support covering the food community here at WCCO Radio and in the DeRussia Eats podcast. If you'd like to email me with an idea or a question about the restaurant scene, you can email jason at odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com, jason at odyssey dot com. 
Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the DeRussia Eats podcast. Thanks for listening to DeRussia Eats. Dan Cook is our producer. Jason DeRussia is your host. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. DeRussia Eats is a production of Odyssey.